0: CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Grassroots Marketing. Each episode curates thought-provoking dialogue with an exclusive class of thought leaders who will offer high-end roundtable business strategies and solutions that seek to prune and harvest great ideas in each 30-minute episode. Thought leaders in the cannabis industry convene here to share some of their best practices and protocols. Let's chart the growth of this burgeoning industry, one of the world's premier cash crops, right now on Grassroots Marketing.
1: Aloha, everyone, and thanks for joining us. My name is Calico Castile, and I'm the brand strategist here at CannabisRadio.com. Welcome to another edition of the Grassroots Marketing Podcast, where today on our show, we'll be talking to Lior Gantz, who is the co-founder of Portfolio Wealth Global, as well as the Wealth Research Group, and he is the small-cap um, stock expert for the Portfolio Wealth Global, and we're excited to chat with him a little bit today about how investors can get into the cannabis industry and what they should be looking for. So, Lior, thanks so much for joining us today.
2: I'm glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me.
1: Absolutely. So, why don't we just start off with the basics. Why don't you give us a little bit of background about yourself um, and just kind of tell us what's led you up to this point with uh, Portfolio Wealth
2: Global? Sure. Um, Well, I'm I'm 32, 33 this summer, and I started investing in stocks when I was 16 years old. I got my my I got my parents to uh, to sign off this waiver for the bank, and um, you know I started to uh, to invest on my own. It was nineteen ninety nine, and actually, it was the days of the dot com bubble. If you remember right. those, yeah,
1: absolutely. And,
2: and fortunately, I, I didn't know anything about that, so I didn't touch it. Not for good, but and not for bad. And I was sixteen, as I told you, and I was babysitting this, uh, the seven year, the seventh uh, grader, and I, I came into his house one day, and his father was, you know, just lounging around, enjoying life, and I was like, "What's going on?" And he said, "We just sold our company." For four point five billion dollars, and I got—I I owned the company. I got like seven hundred million shares. It was insane. And then wow. I realized the the insane potential of the uh, you know of the of the financial markets. And fortunately, I, I I'm a very avid reader, and so I got started reading on China back in in uh, two thousand, and and that's where I started uh, investing China. So it was a very good. Uh, Time to be to be early early, right, but uh, fairly early to the China trade. Nobody was uh, was buying uh, China infrastructure uh, 17 years ago. And and so in 2008, after the crisis, I realized that I can start a consulting firm because so many people have done a lot of mistakes and uh, you know, threw away years of hard work and their retirement money. And the reason is they don't follow these simple principles that have nothing to do with stock investing, but just uh, you know common sense on what to do with your funds. And people could have avoided millions of, of lost wealth uh, that, that went to, uh, that went to Wall Street. Sure. And so I started in 2009 and, and I consulted with these high net worth people and, and then in 20, Fifteen, uh, Late 2015, we decided that me and my partners decided that we can we can share our knowledge at a better f- platform if we make it free, if we make a free financial newsletter with the sole purpose of getting people to thrive and to, to survive and thrive in this new economy. And we focus on per, with Portfolio Wealth Global and with uh, Wealth Research Group. We focus on uh, on building your financial fortress, basically. So we st- we we uh, we talk about the fundamentals. We talk about what's going on in the economy. We talk about the the massive debt levels in the in the United States uh, uh, economy right now. Sure. And we uh, occasionally we feature and we publish a full report about a stock that we've run a lot of the diligence on. And we've had a great track record in 2016 where uh, we were ranked the number one uh, free financial newsletter um, for, for for our uh, sectors and niches. So wow, that, a very good amazing. year. Yeah. And now the marijuana legalization has really uh, has really sparked this opportunity. And that's why we're we're on the phone here talking.
1: Yeah no that's actually kind of leads right into the next question perfectly although i might have to circle back around on that amazing story about a 7th grade you know 7th grader that you were babysitting whose dad sold a company for 5 billion cuz that's certainly something interesting but i'm sure. curious like when did when did cannabis start popping up on your radar obviously you talked about how when you first started getting into investing uh you know you were you were looking into china stocks which is something like you said was super early um in terms of like the industrialization of china's economy and so now you know obviously they're they're seen as one of the global powers in terms, you know, economically. So you were definitely ahead of the game on that, and obviously coming in during the dot com time. Um, I'm super interested as to like when did this pop up on your radar because you seem to be ahead of the curve on a lot of stuff like that.
2: I'll tell you what I, the the main thing that will help you do this is to be in touch with mainstream America because when you can really tap into friends wise. Family-wise, networks, colleagues, etc., and and know exactly what's going on on the street. You're much more knowledgeable than listening to the media. The media reports on everything about two three years later when it's safe to report on something. Correct? Mm-hmm. They sure. would never they would never report on China being a great investment opportunity when it's it's uh, the early days and. And so what I do is make sure that I'm listening to the beat and the pulse of the street in America. And, you know, in 2012, at $3 per Bitcoin, I learned about Bitcoin. Um,
1: Which is I, huge now. It's like worth uh, equal to the price of gold from what I was reading recently.
2: <laughs> it, it is, but I, but I haven't made a cent. I I... I was. I learned about it at three dollars. Uh, you know, a, a few colleagues of mine told me at five dollars, seven dollars. At twelve dollars, they told me we wanna, we want to, we want you to open an account and we'll wire you some bitcoins. We'll send you as as a gift. Just take them, the, because people people thought of it as as fun, and it, you know, back in the early days when it was t- twelve. But every one hundred dollar, every one hundred dollars that I. <laughs> every no that I told them it's probably cost me about $500,000 so a gr- it's a great story about the fact that you can be early just by having the right network so sure. that's that same person told me to come and visit him in Colorado in 2013 uh, in January because they just had marijuana legalized there and and I went to Breckenridge I went to uh, to a great skiing town we did some skiing and then he showed me the entire culture. There's stores, people mm-hmm. that are involved in this. Uh, from uh, it, it helps with the youth. Um, not, not the uh, not the ten to fifteen year olds, but eighteen and above. They got into the industry and they they you know it's easy for them to learn their stuff. They love it, and uh, I saw uh, great people and great jobs forming and a lot of tax revenue come in and i said okay this this will be replicated throughout the states that was 2013 so that's when right. i first realized that this could be big
1: right that's awesome well you know i'm kind of curious from more of the investing standpoint you know the things that you might cover in your newsletter like what are some of the you know leading indicators within the cannabis industry that kind of show that it's you know prime for investors, right so that you know obviously it's early but it's it's getting more and more to where it's accepted even at the federal level so what are some of the things um you know that investors can be looking at when they're looking at the cannabis industry to kind of to know where so, they should be
2: sure i I'll tell you this first of all uh, this Friday, so it's I guess it's the seventeenth well I'll be interviewing. Uh, representative Democratic Representative Roger Goodman, who is in charge of legislation uh, in his state, and he's and he's uh, helping to progress the legislation throughout the, the U.S. with regards to to marijuana. So we're going to be talking to the number one expert, and uh, it's going to be on our YouTube channel for Portfolio Wealth Global and for Wealth Research Group. And um, you know this story is building and building it's a political suicide at this point to uh for for the federal government to renege on this trend it's creating too many jobs it's too important for the, the states uh with regards to tax revenues and when you're looking at individual companies what you want to look at first is where the the markets are the biggest and by far california is the biggest market and it's it's the biggest for a number of reasons. First of all, the number of people that live there, but also the number of tourists that come. Um that come in every year. So that's an important thing to to, to keep mm-hmm. in mind. But um, and this is a big but the most of the uh, marijuana companies that are out there publicly traded have zero profits. They're burning cash. Yeah. And so you, you need to be very careful right now. Because uh, out of about 50 of them, there's only three or four that are going to be turning profitable this year. Now, with that said, when those companies become profitable, the added value of this is that more funds, more institutional money, more retail investors, and overall, better people will see the legitimacy of this industry, the fact that you can really create profits in the long term. And then you'll have these takeovers, these mergers, more companies uh, coming up and people that have uh, successfully launched other startup firms going into the cannabis industry. Uh, You know, launching launching a company doesn't mean that you have to know everything about the cannabis industry. Launching a company is knowing about how to raise capital, how to market products, how to get uh, things done. You can you hire out, right? You hire scientists and you hire marketing people. You, uh, the entrepreneurs that will come in will be the business builders, but they will use active people that already know what they're doing to run the actual company. They will be the visionaries, the generalists, and they will have specialists running the companies. Um, that makes sense. That makes plenty of sense. I, I, I'll tell you the, the, the best thing about it is when you, move a, when you move a market from being illicit and illegal to making it legal, remember this. The demand is already there. You're not, right. building, a, you're not building a market from scratch. This is a $20, $25 billion industry. It's all that money is going to come and now be legitimate, and you can be a pioneer in this industry. And this is the one opportunity to do it. There's never going to be another marijuana legalization process. This is it. This is yeah. 1933 the prohibition. If you want but but, <laughs> but this time it's it's a good product, right? It's not Right, absolutely sure
1: not, not toxic and, and and addictive but you know the, and we just have a couple minutes left so maybe just a minute left so I want to give you a final question you actually led right into it I actually wanted to kind of ask you a little bit about you know the current batch of publicly traded cannabis companies because you know like you said like very few of them are actually profitable but I'm curious for people who aren't institutional investors that are the average Joe that are looking that they hear on CNN that this is going to be a big industry 20 25 billion like you said and they want to be able to get a piece of that like are there any any um, stocks out there worth looking at is it still too early to get in on penny stocks and you know publicly traded stocks or I mean what's the overall sort of um, what should people the average Joe be looking for uh, when it comes to those publicly traded cannabis companies
2: okay first of all do not invest more than two to five percent of your net worth in any company in this space and if you're wrong and the stock falls 30, 40, 50%, get out of it. You've lost 1% or 2% of your overall money. It's it's worth the risk because the upside potential is enormous, okay? Mm-hmm. Do not dabble with with everything you've got on this. It's it's not worth the risk. That's the first thing. Be very, very strict. Now, if you're looking at companies, make sure that you look at the bottom line profit first. When are they going to be profitable? At Portfolio Wealth Global, by the way, Coleco, we, we um, ran research on, on all the 40 companies that uh, that are trading uh, publicly, and we've dumbed it down to the best one in our opinion uh, from our research, and it's going to be profitable 2017. It has the largest and um, and approved permitted uh, um, you know agreements in California, and they're running a product that nobody else has. That's that's the beauty of being a, um, a being a legal market. You can use innovation. You can do stuff. And if if your listeners want to go and check this out, we created a special report for listeners of your show. It's on PortfolioWealthGlobal.com forward slash Cannabis Potential. It's that easy. Cannabis Potential. And I would just say this. The the main thing to understand is cannabis is right now a consumer product. So just think what you're looking for is – Companies that can give you a better delivery system. Let me give you just the final example. Um,
1: yeah, say, if you could, say, we, we, we definitely got to get out of here. But if you could just give us that final example, that would be awesome.
2: Sure. So take a look at music. Music has been around forever since the dawn of civilization. But when you first – when you wanted to listen to music thousands of years ago, you had to go to the live show, right? You had to right. go there. Then came you know records and cassettes and discs and they came Apple. With their, with their music, it, everything stays the same. It's the same music. It's only a different delivery system. Absolutely. It's that, it's that delivery system that can really create fortunes for these companies. Whoever finds the best way to give that product to the consumer, so he thinks of this as basically like a chewing gum, that is where the uh that is where the fortune will be made in in, in the consumer uh, products and there's so much we that can makes- get into but definitely go uh you know so much to to learn yeah, about no, this subject.
1: well and we'll have to have you on on another podcast for sure we definitely appreciate you giving some tips and telling people you know just to be be careful about what they're investing in and let's give them one more time that that special link it was portfoliowealthglobal.com slash what
2: Cannabis. So that's C-A-N-N-A-B-I-S. Potential. Potential is P-O-T-E-N-T-I-A-L.
1: Awesome. So PortfolioWealth.com slash Cannabis Potential. Leo Gantz from Portfolio Wealth Global. Thank you so much for coming on the Grassroots Marketing Podcast today. We appreciate you making some time for us.
2: Thank you for having us.
1: Absolutely. And so we'll be back with another uh, interview here on the grassroots marketing podcast right after this break, but we appreciate you listening to grassroots marketing on CannabisRadio.com.
0: Grassroots marketing will return after we generate traffic to our generous sponsors. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. We're back with more motivating marijuana monetization insights on grassroots marketing, only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: Aloha, everyone, and thanks for joining us. My name is Calico Castile. I'm a brand strategist here at CannabisRadio.com, and you're listening to the Grassroots Marketing Podcast. We're excited to have Candice Kay on the show today, who is the CEO of Bang Travel and one of the founding chairs of South Florida Women Grow. She's going to be talking to us a little bit about a really cool travel opportunity she's got coming up in the fall, which is going to basically have a cannabis uh, Caribbean cruise. So we're excited to chat with Candice today on the show. Candice, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you, Calico, for having me. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. So, I mean, let's just, you know, get the basics out of the way. We'd love to hear a little bit about Bang
3: Travel. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're doing with that? So, Bang Travel um, is the brainchild that has come out of South Florida Women Grow. And that as the process of developing the Women Grow chapter down here, we saw that Florida has some very unique things to offer um, our constituency. And one of those things was this amazing opportunity to get on board a cruise ship and have a Women Grow-esque type networking educational cruise for um, our people. And so what we did is about a year plus now, about 13 or 14 months, we started bank travel in order to fulfill the need for people to be able to come on board cruise ships, enjoy all the amazing amenities on cruise ships and bring speakers and, and experts from all over the industry in different modalities to come on board and do a couple of days of seminars, depending upon the itinerary, and go to amazing cannabis-friendly destinations. So uh, that's kind of what we've been working on. We have several that are upcoming, and we have the one, of course, in the fall that's to the Caribbean. So we're really excited to um, present that to people.
1: Yeah, it sounds like a super exciting opportunity. Like you said, being in Florida, obviously, um, you guys are in the perfect space to be able to to kind of organize those sort of trips. And so, I mean, I'm super interested in kind of learning a little bit more um, about how. You know, you guys are going about actually organizing this thing. I'd imagine, you know, in the cruise industry, I can't imagine that it would be easy to come to them and say, "Hey, I want to hold a cannabis-friendly event." Is have, have you ran into any troubles while trying to organize this so far? Oh yes,
3: absolutely. We've run into lots of trouble. Uh, not trouble, just you know, the cannabis space is a space that is not very well received in all aspects of business, and so it's just an educational uh, procedure that we have to we had to go through, and there was a lot of cruise in, uh, Lines that did not wish to participate in this type of an event with us. And so we've basically, and one of the things that we did in order to get the conversation going is we actually bought into a franchise, one of the largest franchises uh, in the country for travel, the American Express-based franchise. So all of our bookings are done with that security in mind. And it's also given us the ability to talk to the upper echelon in the industry. And so we've talked to vice presidents and presidents of the cruise lines that we are partnering with. And the one that we're partnering with it in October is MSC Cruises. And they've been extremely open and helpful uh, with us planning this event. But we had had two or three conversations prior that were just not open to having the cannabis crews on board and sure. so we did have to go through some hoops to do that. It's taken us about a year to get everything organized and structured in that way but um, it's been a really uh, interesting ride and I think that as things have changed here in Florida now that we're a medically legal state that um, you know they're becoming more and more open to it and they're becoming more and more open to the possibility of, of what tourism can actually bring, Can't you know, cannabis can bring to the tourism industry because it's it's huge
1: absolutely you know and i i appreciate you mentioning that florida obviously just passed medical uh cannabis here in the last november's election um i'm actually kind of curious like if you're going to go on the cruise do you need to have a florida medical card or how does that aspect of the trip work like do people need to have cards in hand before they're able to to register
3: well, it's interesting. That's a very good question. So that's going to be evolving as we move forward. For the cruise in October, it is a cannabis networking cruise. So there's not any, uh, you know, there's a non-smoking cruise, cigarettes or any otherwise. So you can't okay. smoke anything on board. Okay. But um, if you are a medical patient and you're in Jamaica, um, Jamaica is looking at reciprocity right now, which is one of our locations. So our, our Uh, One of our stops is going to be Ocho Rios and there's going to be a festival that we'll be attending in Ocho Rios as well. And um, you'll be able to have reciprocity there. In addition to that, uh, we are looking at... um, scheduling a San Juan Turks and Caicos cruise. And we're partnering with a group of individuals out of California who have invested in San Juan and have a spa out there. Huh. And San Juan is actually one of the friendliest locations, uh, in terms of legality. They do have reciprocity. So, um, you will be able to uh, use that your card. If you're a medical patient in the other state in San Juan to participate by and purchase, um, cannabis there, as well as even if you're not, um, uh, medical, um, recipient card you don't need a card to do the treatments at the spa because they're going to be cbd related so we'll have massages we'll have sauna treatments that'll all be cbd related Uh, so you'll be able to participate that way and i believe in jamaica the cards are like ten dollars so they're extremely cheap if you wanted to buy a medical card in jamaica and i think san juan is doing something very similar to that and they haven't come out with it exactly yet
1: that's awesome you know and that's that's another thing that i find super interesting about what you do is that
3: you actually have to interact with all
1: of these different laws internationally, right? I think a lot of people still are just getting their ra- their minds wrapped around, you know, what's going on here in the states and kind of the state-by-state state breakdown in terms of regulations and legalization. But, you know, you're dealing with other countries like Jamaica or some of these other p- places are even looking at reciprocity. And it's kind of amazing to me that that reciprocity would also – like, extend to individual states, right? As opposed to, even though it's federally illegal in the U.S., if you have a California card, you still could be good in San Juan.
3: Absolutely, and San Juan has recognized that, and so has Jamaica. They understand, you know, when you're out here in this part of the world, in in the tropical elements, I guess we call Florida somewhat tropical, South Florida, that, you know, we kind of, Inter- understand the interaction between all of our Caribbean partners and so when you're talking about tourism it's it's really important that our laws are very friendly to each other and I think that they really caught on that much more quickly than the United States the states within the United States so um, they were very much understanding of th- that and they very much jumped on really quickly with that so it's sure. huge for us for sure.
1: That's awesome I'm, I'm also kind of curious um, you know What's I know you said it's going to be kind of women grow esque and it's a cannabis networking event. What sort of things within the itinerary, be it panel discussions or keynotes, like what can people kind of expect from the programming around the the cruise?
3: Excellent question. So um, we are working with our our partners right now to provide. Let me kind of give you an overview. I'll just run through the cruise um, itinerary right now. So we leave on a Friday evening at like 7 p.m. That first night we'll have a private cocktail party for our attendees. and the next day, we have a day at sea. And the day at sea will be, we'll have workshops with our experts. We'll probably we'll have a keynote speaker. We're looking at uh, somebody who's very high profile in the industry right now. We don't have a contract signed, so I, I can't reveal that. But um, we are going to be off, you know, having some of the best people that we can find in the industry on board from all over uh the different modalities and then so the the way that we work the speakers and what's really amazing about a women grow event if you've ever been to the leadership summit in february is that it's very inspirational they have inspirational elements they have a whole day of like what they call lightning talk rounds of 10 minute quick talks for people who talk about their stories in the industry and -hmm. you know it's just something that really just Gives you ups, lifts your spirit, uh, puts you to another place for people who are having medical issues or are struggling to get into the business themselves. And it just helps you bring to that to a whole nother level. So we're going to pepper um, longer talks from our experts that are about. A- 45 minutes with little lightning round talks in between so that we can bring an inspirational element as well as the educational element to it and um, so we'll have two days of that and then the next day we're going to be in Ocho Rios, Jamaica and there's going to be a festival there um, while we're there and so uh, we're working with our partners there. We have several partners and this is one of the things we are really trying to do when we go is we are really trying to have not just things on board but things when we get to the different ports that we can partake in that gives us availability to experience is cannabis culture all over Mm -hmm. the world because that, you know, everybody talks about what it's like to be in Jamaica and Jamaica is one of, you know, the places where, uh, cannabis is, it's a religious experience. So there's just so much to experience of that. And so we really want people who come on board to experience the wide birth of those things. And so we are working with people to do that so they can do that. So when we get to Jamaica, we will have a festival, and then the next day is Grand Cayman. That's a free day, and so when we're on board that evening, we're going to have a little uh, opportunity for people to meet and greet some of our speakers in the lounges. These will be public opportunities, so even the people on the boat will have that opportunity that aren't necessarily part of our group, and then we're in Cozumel. We'll have another meet and greet, and then we have another day at sea that we will again have – lightning talks intermixed with uh, our experts talking for a little bit longer periods of time and then we are going to end that with a trade show from our sponsors Will you'll ever We'll interact with their products and their services. And then the next day, we're in the Bahamas. And that's the last day that we have. And we'll ha- end that with the big cocktail party for everybody. And then we'll be in Miami the next day. So
1: That sounds like such an amazing trip. And I know, like, you could, there, I saw on your website you have even some <clears throat> additional excursions, like possibly visiting Bob Marley's birthplace on there. I'm sure there's other things, like you said, to kind of give people the local flavor um, when they actually do come into port. Um, right. So, I mean, I'm super excited. I, we have just a couple minutes left, but when you were wrapping up, there you kind of led me into one of my next questions. I was curious, like, are there sponsorship opportunities available? Like, what are some ways in which people can get involved? Um, whether it's like buying a ticket and actually registering for the cruise, or whether that's like partners or anything else. Like, how can how can people get involved?
3: Right, so we have the availability for you to get involved in, in every way, really. So we are looking for partners in our location. So, like I said, we're doing the Caribbean, Jamaica's a big one. Mexico is coming online as being legal soon. Uh, San Juan is legal. Um, so we're we're working with partners in those areas. If you're somebody who has a business there, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we are also uh, looking at Pacific Coast cruises. Where we we'll be do, we'll be doing Seattle, Oregon, and San Francisco. We're looking at opportunities for that. That's next year. Um, then San Juan, and we're looking at Alaska. Alaska's coming up next year, and then 2019, we're looking at Spain Abyss. We wanna coordinate, it might not be a cruise, it might be just like an uh, Mm all-inclusive to attend Spain Abyss. So we're looking at that as well, and that's 2019. And there's so many other opportunities coming on board. Um, So if you wanna speak, there's sponsorship opportunities and our sponsorship opportunities. Um, if you're uh, there's a, there's four sponsorship opportunities. Three of those four include the price of a cabin. So we basically are trying to you know work with our sponsors so it makes it a you know a very fun, entertaining as well as cost effective event yeah. for them. And we also have. If you want to be a speaker, you can also email us too. And we would love. To, we have a speakers application that you can uh, present to us if you want to do that. So we have we have everything available for all of those itineraries at this point in time, except for the Caribbean. We're pretty much booked for October. Got but, it. Um, yeah, and uh, we are. The cost of the cruise is less than a thousand dollars a person, and that includes everything that we talked about.
1: Cool. See, you just hit you hit all the points. I appreciate yeah. it. And, you know, last we like were talking about kind of these future um, excursions that you guys have possibly in the works, it just was kind of um, reminding me a little bit about how Airbnb recently kind of added a section to their website where it's all about the experiences, right? So they'll actually kind of sell you an all-inclusive sort of experience. And like you said, with cannabis, I definitely see that, like, there's all of these sort of travel opportunities where people can be incorporating cannabis. into Australia, you know, has got medical cannabis going on. So many other places I can, I can only imagine where you guys are going to be able to take this from there.
3: Absolutely, Urugu- Uruguay is really pro- popular too because they're very friendly as well. There, I mean, there's just it's unlimited what the possibilities are, and it's a way to really, uh, you know, experience cannabis as well as go to places that are you know on your wish list, They're dream vacations, and then you incorporate cannabis. It's just it blows it out of the water, um, and we're really happy to be part of part of that process and help people uh, live those experiences because they're they're just something that you don't get too many opportunities in the world to do. And if you're a speaker, you know, it makes it really affordable or a sponsor for you to do that as well and touch people's lives in a real way. And that's really what what it's about.
1: Absolutely. So I want to give people the opportunity to get in contact with you so they can register for the event. So how is the best way for them to get in contact with you?
3: Well, there's two ways. One is you can call us directly at 954 900 They can email me directly at Candice, C-A-N-D-I-C-E, at bang, B-H-A-N-G, travel.com. We are also on social media at Bang Travel on Facebook, Bang Travel on Twitter, and Bang Travel on Instagram. Awesome.
1: Well, that is travel, com. Be sure to reach out. I, I hope you guys are all going to go sign up and uh, I hope I'll see you in the Caribbean. I'm definitely looking forward to trying to get my ticket here for the fall. Thank you so much, Candice, for joining us on today's episode of Grassroots Marketing.
3: Thank you, Calico. It was a pleasure. I enjoyed working with you.
1: Absolutely. And for everyone else, thanks so much for listening to another episode of Grassroots Marketing on CannabisRadio.com. We'll be back with more interviews from around the industry right after this break.